Welcome back to Something Random. It is your host, Jake Greenfield, back for another discussion of one of the many random topics we have on this earth. Uh, This week, wasn't too sure what we were going to get into, um, but I was sitting there watching the series finale of BoJack Horseman. Great show if you have not watched it. Uh, And it really kind of jumped out at me, you know, let's do it on television. So that's what we are going to talk about. And without further ado, let's get going. What's that? What are you talking about? Whatever the hell I want, baby. In a world full of random occurrences, one man takes it upon himself to choose one and talk about it for 15 to 30 minutes. Welcome to Something Random. All right, so uh, before we begin, um, just some housekeeping things. So uh, initially, I was going to try and do this like once a week. I'm not totally sure if that's going to be the case anymore, uh, and that could mean more frequently or, or less frequently. Um, it, it's going to be somewhat random uh kind of going in line with the show but it it will be like on average once a week but there will sometimes be you know a couple weeks where you know there's two or three episodes a week uh if uh there's a lot of interesting things going on um or uh you know it could maybe be a little bit less frequent but overall should be a steady stream of content um and, and yeah, uh, let's get into it here. Uh, I, I got Charlie with me out for the podcast. He's just hanging. Uh, unfortunately, he can't really make a noise to, uh, you know, say that he's here, but you'll have to take my word for it. If he runs off, I may have to go chase him, uh, but hopefully that won't happen and he'll be a good dragon. But let's get into television. So... One interesting thing that I learned kind of taking a look into this and uh, most of the information that I'm going to be talking about for the the history of the television, uh, kind of the first part of this podcast is going to be from this website, bebusiness.com, um, found a good article about the history of the television there, so do want to give them credit. And it looks like the author is Johnson Herr, so thank you, Johnson, because I will be, you know, looking through that. So when I read it, one interesting thing that I saw was there were, you know, two different types of televisions uh, in existence the earliest ones were these things called mechanical televisions. Uh, what we have now are electric televisions. So in terms of uh, like mechanical televisions, what exactly does that mean? So it, it involved like mechanically scanning images and then transmitting those images onto a screen. Um, 
just a lot of extra steps compared to the electronic televisions that we have today. And the, the first mechanical televisions basically were using this rotating disc with holes, uh, arranged in a spiral pattern. And, uh, I believe it would just, uh, you know, spin very quickly to create an image. Uh, in in nineteen uh, and well, and those were around for as early as uh, you know the early eighteen hundreds, which was pretty interesting uh, for me to to see there. I I wasn't totally expecting a, any form of television to be around that early, but. I guess it wasn't, uh, you know, quite the the same type uh, as we have today. Um, the two inventors, uh, well, there were two inventors, inventors in 1907, and their names were Boris Rosing and A. A. Campbell Swinton. Some pretty awesome names there. Uh, what they did is they combined a cathode ray tube with a mechanical scanning system to create a totally new television system. And overall, uh, that would lead to what we know today as the electronic television uh, several years later in 1927. Um, and the first electronic television... Uh, was created by a 21-year-old inventor, uh, and and listen to his name here, uh, Philo Taylor Farnsworth. Uh, that may ring some bells for uh, fans of Futurama. The professor Hubert Farnsworth, he was actually descended from him. Back to the actual guy. It's pretty crazy that he had the prowess to even develop. Uh, that television, considering he didn't even live with electricity uh, up until the age he was 14. So moving forward a bit now uh, from you know the invention of the television to uh, what they were used for, uh, television stations. Uh, the first stations really started coming around in the late 20s, early 30s. So if you think about uh, a separate topic here, you know, World War One versus World War Two, that was kind of a huge development there um, to really have some images come back from the war uh and being able to broadcast that on some of the news networks. Obviously, the war that that really was a huge factor for the first time was uh, Vietnam. That was huge in terms of impact on, on the public and their perception of the war, being able to see these images uh, you know, so up close and personal and also in graphic color uh, for the first time for many uh, American families at that point. 
And you can't talk about television stations without talking about television commercials. Um, So the first one that went out uh, was 1941. So that's pretty incredible because the, the first television station actually started broadcasting in 1928. So for 13 years there, Uh, There was a world without commercials on television. Granted, there weren't too many uh, shows or networks at that time, but just think about that. Uh, Like Netflix, but for every single of probably, you know, the one or two channels that were uh, available at that time, but still pretty interesting. Um that there wasn't a lot of advertising at all um, for the, the the first you know thirteen years there, and yeah, July first, nineteen forty one was the dawn of the new era uh, for advertising, which was now taking place not just in newspapers but also on television, and. The ad that aired was actually for a Bulova watch, and it lasted 10 seconds on NBC. So that's a cool little trivia fact there for you guys uh, that you could whip out at parties. Um, In terms of the first color television, um, that really got its start, I guess, in 1904, but there actually wasn't uh, television developed at that point. It was just a patented idea. Um, There was a conceptualized system uh, that was developed in 1925 from this inventor, Vladimir Zorkin. Uh, Hopefully I did not butcher that last name. Uh, but it was never really converted into reality. They tried to, but it never succeeded. So at that point, they just dealt with black and white television for uh, around 20 years. Uh, There was uh, an effort in 1946 to reignite that effort to get color television Uh, and that actually uh, was due to uh, just this post-World War II sentiment Uh, it it was thought of as old the, the black and white television and people wanted to do something about it Uh, In terms of the battle, it really was just between two uh, titans there, CBS and RCA. And at first, CBS's color TV became the standard. And the the big issue was that it was based on, uh, like, mechanical television technology. So... That obviously uh, prevented a lot of people from using it at that point as people were switching over to electric uh, television sets. And in 
in terms of the battle, you know, RCA may have lost that one, but they did keep developing their own color television system, and it did end up being, you know, a pretty big breakthrough. In 1953, the FCC actually acknowledged that their system was better, and in 1954, um, this new color TV uh, was being sold all across America. So it, it, the technology was there, and uh, it, in this article here, it is making a pretty good point uh, that I, I agree with, that it, it's saying color television at that time had a problem like the 3D TV does today. Uh, like, the technology is there, but the broadcasting uh, and the shows that are available are not really there. So in terms of color, we all know what happened there. It picked up in a major way, and that became the the pretty massive standard uh, very quickly and then, you know, completely tossed out black and white television. Uh, within, you know, a few years there, uh, like 1966 was really the year when color TV programming was being broadcast all across America. And once that happened, people who already had, you know, the color TV set were happy, but that also drove the market to uh, get more people to go buy these color TVs, and uh, it really was kind of a positive feedback loop at that point. Um, that has not happened yet for 3D TVs. Uh, I'm not sure if it will, uh, at least in the next couple of years. Uh, I, I just don't see any major driver myself. Like, I, I had one in college that was present uh, just in the apartment that I was renting out, got a set of glasses and it was cool. Like, I think I watched interstellar on it. Uh, and I don't believe interstellar was actually released in 3d. I think Christopher Nolan actually said he hates 3d movies, but either way, it was cool to watch in the comfort of my own home, uh, just on the couch one night. Uh, in 3D, but it was kind of a novelty thing. It, it wasn't something that I would go throw on a pair of glasses and just kind of sit there and watch the evening news or something. I would do it for like a Nat Geo special in the rainforests of Brazil. You, you know, it would be something like that. But uh, anyway, um, that's just some... Uh, notable occurrences in the history of TV here. Uh, I guess, you know, The Tonight Show, NBC, that was launched in 1954 with comedian Steve Allen. Um, in 1960, I think that... W- that was the first election cycle. Uh, it was between Kennedy and Nixon, and there were four debates that were broadcast throughout the year across the country. 
And that really was kind of a turning point in politics where uh, these national live debates became such a big deal. Uh, I, I think it was that year where people were saying, uh, it, had they listened on the radio, they thought, uh, like Nixon had one, uh, but if they watched the debate on TV, uh, they they thought Kennedy had won just because he looked a lot more composed. Um, and it, in terms of a pretty major milestone, uh, in 1963, there were more television uh, users in terms of an information source than newspapers. In terms of other major occurrences, uh, you know, in 1964, you got the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. Uh, in, in 1965, NBC goes basically full color, 96% of uh, its programming in color. In 1969, you know, major event, Neil Armstrong walking on the moon. Uh at the beginning of that movie, Apollo 13, when they're watching it on, on TV there, that that always gets me as a, a huge fan of the space program myself. Um, that Yeah, th- those are some pretty big events. I guess the next one that is worth mentioning, you know, ESPN... Uh, in 1979 that was created and the idea at the time that you could have a a network that was strictly devoted to sports with no other TV shows, no, uh, you know, syndicated reruns. It was pretty crazy. And the fact that it succeeded uh, and is still around today is pretty incredible. Um, sure, it's had its struggles in recent years. Not a ton of amazing content anymore, but the fact that it is still around is pretty incredible when people were writing it off right when uh, it, it was created. Um, another event uh you know just a year later 1980 ted turner launching cnn uh and that was similar to espn but different topic obviously uh, not just sports this was uh just news but 24 hours a day as well um so yeah that same year you had mtv uh in august of 1980 and from this list here, those are pretty much the big points to go over in terms of like the major programming highlights, things like that. Uh, you did start to see the introduction of pay-per-view in 1989, so that's another pretty significant event. And then I guess you have the... New Millennium, uh, you, you got DVDs, uh, I, I guess 
prior to that, 1996, uh, digital satellite dishes became uh, a thing, direct TV, and really the beginning of a, a new market in television there. Then, you know, 2004, 2005, 2006, you really got flat screen TVs, uh, Blu-ray in 2006, 3D TVs 2010, um, and and that kind of brings us to today where you have the 4K TVs, uh, and in terms of another thing to look forward to, I guess, would be, uh, you know, holograms. But I, I do still think we're, you know, several years away from something like that. And it would probably be like an augmented reality thing similar to like wearing glasses for a 3D TV. But instead of having a physical TV there, it would be something like uh, it, maybe you've seen the the hype behind like Magic Leap or HoloLens where stuff just appears around you, but it would be like a, a, a TV experience. Um, like let's say you're watching the news, you'd have, you know, several windows kind of pop up around you, each a different thing. Or if it's one big story, all different aspects of the story, one thing would maybe be like a map or uh, another thing would be, like uh, explanation of those involved, who, who's the victim, who's the perpetrator, things like that. Um, but yeah, that that's just kind of a thought for the future there because uh, we are just at a point right now where we are just really increasing the resolution a, a, as much as we can. I, I think now they have 8k or maybe even more than that and i'm curious where does that end uh, are we just gonna eventually be looking at a television and think wow am i looking at a window right now if you were let's say looking at um like a picture of the outdoors I'm not really sure what the end point is there. I do think there has to be some dramatically new technology, um, something similar to going to color from black and white. Uh, it, people thought maybe that would be 3D. It doesn't seem like at this point it is, and I really do think part of it has to be... Uh, attributed to wearing glasses, uh, just having to put something else on. And the, the same thing will probably happen with, with, you know, the augmented reality, but that could be something where, you know, similar to our iPhones, which are everything uh, for the most part in our lives, just right in our pocket, uh, it could be, you know, down the road, accepted to just wear that on our on our head, uh, have like our smartphone in our head, and just augment uh, 
you know, reality with that. If you're texting somebody, it would pull up a screen in front of you with uh, a keyboard and you could, you know, type using your hands. Uh, obviously, that's very futuristic, uh, you know, Blade Runner-esque, but it's probably going to happen someday. Um, and, and whether I'm alive uh, when that happens or not, I don't know. I, I think I probably will be. Uh, it does seem like technology is accelerating at an incredible rate. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, in terms of this episode, I'm probably going to cut it there. Um, I will make this a two-part uh, topic. So this episode focused on kind of the history of the television, whereas the next episode on television, uh, probably later this week. So this is going to be one of those weeks that I'll have multiple episodes, um, will be focused on where TV's at now, uh, you know, such as all the streaming services, kind of the state of cable, um, and, and where it's going. Um, and also I'll give some of my favorite television picks uh, and recommendations to watch, but that's going to do it for this episode of Something Random. Uh, thank you for listening in this week, and have a good one. Yeah.